light, it would suggest that there was darkness. Would you agree? If Jesus came as light, light of the world, Jesus is light, if he came as light, it would suggest that there was darkness. Yes? Oh, good. I'm glad you're with me. (laughs) You know, God actually began his work in the darkness and void. We read in Genesis 1-2, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. So God began a work in darkness. And I'm telling you today, church, that God is continuing his work in darkness. The darkness does not scare him. The darkness does not worry God. The darkness does not stress him out. The darkness does not keep God as awake at night. He doesn't actually even slumber. He doesn't stress. He doesn't worry. He doesn't worry about the darkness because he is light. Jesus is light and he brings light to every circumstance and every situation. So God began his work in the darkness. 3,000 years on, he continued his work in the darkness. I want us to take a look. Paint, Isaiah 8:21 to 22, and this is the um, Passion Translation. It paints a picture of this darkness. It says, they will wander here and there, distressed and hungry. And when they are famished, they will be enraged and begin to curse their king and their God. If they look to the heavens or the earth, they will find only despair and darkness and fearful gloom, and they will be thrust into obscure darkness. Isn't that a picture of our world? Isn't that a picture of wandering around distressed and hungry? People don't even realize it actually, but they, it's a picture of what's going on in our world. But then, Isaiah 9, 2 to 4, it goes on to say, those who walked in darkness have seen a radiant light shining upon them. They once lived in the shadows of death, but now a glorious light has dawned. Lord, you have multiplied the nation and given them overwhelming joy. They are ecstatic in your presence and rejoice like those who bring in a great harvest and those who divide up the spoils of victory. For you have broken the chains that bound your people and lifted off the heavy bar across their shoulders, the rod the oppressor used against them. You have shattered all their bondage. You know, church, this was a prophetic declaration from the prophet Isaiah 700 years before Jesus even appeared on the earth. And Isaiah prophesied that Jesus, the light of the world, was coming, that a great light would dawn upon them. Um, Verse 9 Uh, Verse 6, sorry, it says, For unto us a child is born. And Isaiah goes on to talk about who Jesus is and what he's going to do. How powerful is that? God started work, his work in the darkness. He continued in the darkness with prophetic declarations about Jesus, light of the world, dawning. And I, I love there that it says, They are ecstatic in your presence and they rejoice like those who bring in a great harvest and those who divide up the spoils of victory. Like, I don't know if you get a visual picture in your mind, but, you know, the, the, the imagining this huge harvest coming in, like the, the farmers and, um, you know, I know so, so often we hear about the drought and the sorrow of the farmers and the, the harsh realities that they face and all of that is so true. But just picture with me 
like that farmer who brings in a huge, incredible harvest, like just this like, yes, like this harvest, oh my gosh. Or like they talk about the spoils of victory, some huge battle and they win the battle and all the spoils of victory are theirs. Like how it's, it's an excitement, it's a joy and that's what the light of Jesus Christ is supposed to bring in us. That's what it's supposed to do in us, that when we experience his light, when we see the light of Jesus, when we have a revelation of the light of Jesus, that something inside of us would burst with joy, that we would be ecstatic in his presence. I can see that you are ecstatic even now. Ha! You guys, you make me work for this. <laughs> Jesus' birth, because here's the deal, Right? We're talking about why Jesus, for light. So I thought we should look at Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, I thought so. Thanks. Yeah, it's good to have you here, Christian and Amanda. (laughs) Jesus' birth signaled the end of night and the beginning of morning. Jesus' birth signaled the end of darkness and the coming of light. The end of darkness and the coming of light. Jesus Christ is the light of rescue for the lost. He is comfort for the hurting. He is wholeness for the broken, escape for the captive. He is the light of joy, the light of revelation, the light of deliverance, not just for those who are out there that need to know Jesus, but for us. He is the light in our life every single day to help us on our path, to help us walk day in and day out. He is the light that we need. You know, John 1 tells us about the Word. It's talking about Jesus. It says that through him all things were made. It says that in him is life. Through him, through Jesus, all things were made. Nothing on this earth, nothing exists without Jesus. I mean, just stop and chew on that for a bit. (laughs) Nothing exists without Jesus. And in him, in him, what does in him mean? In him means in relationship with him, walking with him day in and day out. Not just rocking up on a Sunday and doing the motions, but actually each day acknowledging him, talking to him, reading his words, spending a bit of time just waiting on him. God, what do you want to say to me today? In him is life. And that life is the light of mankind. So, you know, sometimes, church, our days can feel a little bit dark, right? Stuff can feel a little bit hard. Challenging circumstances come our way. Someone at work is being an absolute pain. And that's putting it nicely. (laughs) Because you're not allowed to use other words up here. (laughs) You know, you're having some issues at home or the finances are a disaster or I don't know, I don't know, or prayers that you've been praying forever have still not been answered or unmet expectations. Darkness seems to surround us at times, right? We have those moments. We have those times. But it says that in him, in Jesus, is life and the life that he brings is light to us. The life that Jesus brings through relationship with him, through walking with him, he brings us life and that life gives us light 
It shows us the way to go. It shows us the things that need to be shifted and changed. It reveals, it illuminates. He shows us the, the dark places, the places that, that he wants to put a little bit of attention on and bring some healing to, bring some wholeness to. That's what the life and the light of Jesus does. And it says in verse 5, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. The New Living Translation says, darkness cannot extinguish it. And I don't know about you, but, you know, sometimes when I, you know, I mean, to be honest, sometimes when I look at, like, circumstances that we've had, there have been times where Tim and I have looked at our financial situation and I've literally just felt completely hopeless and helpless, completely dark, like complete darkness, just like, what are we going to do here, (laughs) you know? And then other times where I look and I think, we're going to win the city of Penrith. And then I come here on a Sunday and I'm like, this is amazing, but there's so many people out there, <laughs> you know, and it can feel like discouraging, can't it? Like the, the things we face in our little life and the, not our little life, the things we face in our life and the things, the things that with the vision for the future and the hope for the future, it can feel sometimes like the darkness is winning. It can feel sometimes like the darkness is too much. God, it's too much. How how can we overcome in this situation? How can we see breakthrough in this? How can we possibly see Sydney a city for Christ, God? That's ridiculous. But you know what? He is the God of the impossible. Nothing is too hard for him. The darkness will not overcome him for he is the light of the world and no darkness will overcome him. No darkness will extinguish that light of Jesus Christ. The light has won. The light did win, the light will win, the light always wins. Jesus is our victory. He is everything that we need. Even in those dark moments where we have no comprehending or understanding of why certain things went our way, he is still the light in those moments and he still brings peace and light and comfort and hope in those dark moments. The darkness will never ever win. Never, ever win because Jesus already won. Like that is an amazing promise right there. Verse 10 says that he was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Jesus was in the world and the world was made through him, but the world didn't recognize him. Isn't it amazing that there can be a light shining in the darkness but people don't see the light. And yet, how often in our lives is there an area or a few areas or little things that we've hidden away in the the deep recesses of our heart and Jesus, everything within him wants to shine his light on those things and bring healing and wholeness And yet we don't recognize him and we don't invite him in to have his way in those places. I know, it's tough, isn't it? (laughs) Like even preparing this, I've just thought this week, I'm like, God, what are the spaces in my life that I have failed to recognize you or failed to invite you into? What are the things that I've planned and I've said, no, or I've said whatever 
and yet I've actually failed to invite the light of God into those spaces. I've just decided myself. That's how it's going to be. <laughs> have I invited the light? Have I recognized Jesus and his light and his ability to bring healing to certain situations, to bring wholeness? And, and you know, I think, church, sometimes what happens, right, is when we talk about darkness and we talk about the light of God, like, you know, bringing, bringing light to the darkness, we, our brains kind of go to evil, don't we? We think darkness is evil, and we're like, oh, well, you know, that's not me. I don't have evil. I'm not evil. <laughs> but the truth is, or maybe that's just me that thinks that, but the truth is that evil is sin, right? Sin is missing the mark. It's, it's not living up to the standards that God has for us. And we all sin. And to God, sin is sin. There's no levels. There's no like, well, this is sin and this is, you know, getting a bit gloomy and this is like pretty dark and this is like fully evil. <laughs> you know, like God doesn't work like that. To, to God, darkness is anything that doesn't have his light shining on it. And, and I don't know, if I'm completely honest, there are areas in my life and areas in my heart that I need again to go, hey God, Jesus, shine your light. Jesus, shine your light. And I think that we don't do it because we're scared that the light is going to expose us. You know when you're in like a really dark room or, you know, you wake up in the morning and all of a sudden like the sun bursts through or something and you're like, ah, like my eyes, my eyes. You know, we think that that's the way God's going to work. We think that he's going to like all of a sudden go, boom exposed to the world, you know, and it's not that we necessarily have all these deep evil, you know, there is no particular form of evil, but, you know, all these terrible deep secrets, sometimes it's just like drifted away from him, we're not as close to him as he life us to be, sometimes it's, you know, little habits that we've formed that God's like, that's not actually healthy, sometimes it's unforgiveness or offense that we've, we've allowed to settle in our hearts, and, and Father God is like, you know, I want to shine the light of my son onto that thing and bring wholeness, he doesn't want to expose and make you feel all like, ah, you know, God wants to actually in love. He is love. There is no evil in him. There is nothing, there's no malice in him. There's nothing in the Father heart of God that wants to expose you or make you feel like you've done the wrong thing or make you feel like, you know, that, oh, all my sins are laid bare. You know, he is love. He cannot be anything but love. And he is so good. And so with his light, what he does is he just beautifully reveals and he beautifully just illuminates little things, little foxes, little things in our heart and little things in our life and goes, hey, I'd love to bring some wholeness to that. I'd love to bring some healing to that. I'd love to bring some health to that. And I don't know about you, church, but I never, ever want to get to the place where I'm like, oh, nah, I'm good. Thanks, God. You know, we're, our goal, our whole like, purpose on earth is to actually be more and more like Jesus every day. So we are being transformed day by day into the image of Jesus. And so I think if we're going to be transformed into the image of Jesus, then we need to allow him to shine his light on us because as his light shines on us, we will become more and more like him, day in and day out, always growing, continuing to grow. 
You know, sometimes like we, yeah, we come and we're like, we come in and we pray our prayers and we say our peace and we tell God what's going on, tell God what we need, and la, 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 and then off we go, off to the day. <laughs> but, you know, more and more I've started to go, okay, Father, what do you want to say? What do you want to say to me today? And listen, and sometimes it's not always what I want to hear. <laughs> you know, sometimes there's a bit of light, a bit of truth that comes, and you're like, ooh, yeah, you're right. Better look at that one. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, if there's anything today that you're sitting here thinking, oh, man, yeah, there's that, there's that, and I'm truly praying and believing that even as I speak and in a moment as we just take a moment in his presence, that he will actually illuminate things in our hearts that he wants to do. Because, like, wouldn't it be the worst thing ever to just come in here on a Sunday and sit, hear a few words and go and be the same? Like, let's make it our, our goal. You know what, God, I'm coming into this space and I'm going to worship you with everything. And I'm going to do everything I can during the week to bring people with me. And then as I come in, I'm going to hear your word and I'm going to say, God, use it to change me. Use it to shape me. And then I'm going to take the word that I've learned and I'm going to go out through the week and I'm going to bring the light of Jesus to everyone that I see. I'm going to use what I've, what I've, how I've changed and what I've learned to bring light to the world. Proverbs 4.18, the Passion Translation, it says, But the lovers of God walk on the highway of light, and their way shines brighter and brighter until they bring forth the perfect day. You know, oh, I love the Passion Translation. <laughs> um, who, does anyone have those energy saver lights? Whoa, hello stage. Where you, um, you switch it on and, you know, it gradually gets brighter. Does anyone have those? A few? Okay, I hate them. I don't care about energy. I hate them. You know why? Because when I go into a room and turn the light on, I want to be able to see. But the problem is, you go in, you turn the light on, you fumble around in the dark because the stupid light hasn't gotten light yet, and you're trying to find stuff or do whatever, and then by the time you leave the room, it's still dark. And then like, you know, two seconds later, oh, finally it's light in there. Great. Thank you for that energy saver light. You are not doing your job. Well, it actually probably is doing its job, but it's not doing the job that I want it to do. <laughs> I want to be able to see. Anyway, I was thinking about that and those lights, and I thought, Jesus, he's not like that. <laughs> the light of the world, Jesus, he is not like that. When he comes into a situation, bam, the darkness has to flee. The darkness has to flee. The darkness has to flee. When Jesus Christ, light of the world, walks into that situation, walks into your finances, walks into your marriage, walks into your offense, walks into your health situation, walks into your workplace, walks into your life. When Jesus walks in and when you walk with him day and day out, when Jesus walks in, darkness has to flee. Darkness has to flee. It cannot stay. It's not like Jesus kind of is like this gradual light. No, he is light. He is not an energy saver light, people. He is more brilliant and like incredible than we could ever possibly imagine. And we'll never truly see the glory, the light until we go to heaven. Amen? Because we probably wouldn't be able to handle it if we did. But then I thought, well, Jesus isn't like the energy saver lights, but we are. We are because we were in sin. 
We were in darkness. And yet as Jesus comes into us, yes, the darkness, Jesus doesn't gradually get lighter. He is light, but we gradually get lighter as we walk on the highway of light, which is just literally saying walking with the light, walking with Jesus. I just have this picture of this highway of my life, the highway of your life and holding hands with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus and just walking day by day, walking on the highway of light. And he, it says, their way shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. I feel like we are like those energy saver lights. That as Jesus comes into our lives and as we spend more time day in and day out getting to know who he is and getting to know his heart for us and the light that he brings and the life that he brings, gradually we shine brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And every now and again, we need a globe change, but that's okay. (laughs) Every now and again, it gets a bit dim and we're like, oh, need the light of the world to come back again. (laughs) Need to illuminate us again. Until that perfect day when we are completely transformed in heaven. Amen. 1 John 1, 5 to 7, it says, this is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say that we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness. Jeez, the Bible's a bit harsh sometimes, isn't it? Oh, gosh. (laughs) We are not practicing the truth. (laughs) Ah, praise the Lord. Anyway, (laughs) but if we are living in the light, living in his light, in relationship and fellowship with him, as God is in the light, then we truly have fellowship with each other. That's him and us. That's what that's referring to. And the blood of Jesus that he shed on the cross, his son, it cleanses us from all sin, all darkness. When we're walking in the light, we will be as he is in the light and we will be in fellowship with him. John 8, 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What is the light of life? Jesus. How do we have light in our life? Walking with him, following his ways. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The word of God. You know, so often in our circumstances and situations, in our darkness, the first thing we do is pick up the phone and ring a friend or complain to someone or try and find some quick fix answer online or whatever it might be or, you know, and and not that any of that, well, some of that is bad maybe, but, you know, um, (laughs) ultimately the best thing, the first thing we should do is to go to his word. What does the word of God say for my situation? It is light to your path. It is light and a lamp to your path for your future, for your today, for your tomorrow. What is the word of God saying? So every day, let's make a habit of reading his word, even if it's like, um, you know, one verse, one, one verse that you're just meditating on all day long. Come on, let's turn into cows. Let's chew the cud. Let's like, let's all day long be like chewing on that thing. Mmm, he is the light of the world. And if I walk with him, follow him, I will have the light of life. Mmm, the light of life. What does that look like? Oh, he is the light of the world. All day long, chewing on that thing, meditating on that thing, getting it into you. 
Psalm 119, 130 says, The unfolding of your word gives light. As his word is unfolded in our lives, it brings light. Now, here's the thing, church. Light comes with a responsibility. It comes with a purpose. When his light comes into our life, we actually have a responsibility to do something about it. So if I say, God, I want you to illuminate, reveal parts of my heart that need your light to shine. If I'm inviting his light into my life, which can I just say, we should be doing every day. Jesus, you are the light of the world and I invite your light to come and shine in my heart. Shine on my heart. Shine on my attitude. Shine on my emotions. Shine on my my emotional health and my well-being. Shine on my physical health. Like, God, come and shine on my whole being. Jesus, shine on me and show me, show me the dark parts. Show me what you want to change. Show me what you want to illuminate and reveal. And then the responsibility that is on us is to do something about that. Not just go, oh, yes, you're right. That is there. Oh, well, shut the door. On we go. (laughs) You know, but to go, oh, wow, okay. Okay. And it's not always easy. Don't get me wrong. You know, it might mean a catch-up with your connect leader. It might mean going to someone that, you know, is a mature Christian that you really trust for some help. It might mean some professional counselling. It might mean, like, a, a study of the Word every single day on that particular issue. What does the Bible say about that issue? Because His Word is light and it gets rid of the darkness. So as you fill your life with His Word and His truth, the darkness has to flee. So it comes with a responsibility. And the other responsibility, I found this verse in Psalms 82.5, the Passion Translation. It's got me a bit worried. It says, But you continue in your darkness and ignorance while the foundations of society are shaken to the core. Ouch. Is it up there? Have we got it? Let's just chew on that for a bit. Because church, if we don't understand the responsibility that we now have when we have the light of the world, when we've accepted the light, we have a responsibility now to take his light into our world. If we continue in darkness and ignorance and just like, oh yeah, whatever, you know, what, whatever. I'm not going to worry about growing every day in God. I'm not going to worry about reading my Bible. I'm not going to worry, like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's just a week that I miss. It's all good. And trust me, we all have those moments. No judgment here, right? Yep. <laughs> but the last thing that I want is to be thinking, oh, my gosh, society is shaken to the core in darkness because I'm not bringing the light that is in me to the world around me. And, you know, none of us are required to save the whole world. None of us are required to save all of Sydney. But we are required to shine the light of Jesus in our workplace, in our home, in our neighbourhood, in our street, in, you know, in the world around us. It's the responsibility and the purpose of the light. 
Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light shine. As the light of of Jesus shines, it will bring a harvest. You know, it might feel like darkness is all around us. Maybe, actually, could we just have all... Can everyone get their phones out? (laughs) Gabby's looking at me like, what are you doing? Just come on, come on. Oh, Frankie's got the phone. Typical. (sighs) Not on Facebook, everyone. Got your phones? And Phil, if we can just have all the lights down, please. You know, as every single one of us just... It's not very dark, is it? Jeez. Can we turn these stage lights off? Have I asked you a question you just don't actually know how to do that? Oh, you can't do that. Okay. That's all right. But, you know, as, as each new light starts to shine, as some of you find where your torch actually is on your phone, <laughs> and you start to shine, just have a look around. Wave it up. Come on. Shine your light, church. Shine your light. Jordan, shine your light, mate. I don't know. Plays on stage but can't shine his light off the stage. Come on, Jordan. Oh, sorry, mate. I didn't mean that. You're a legend. You're a champion. As our light starts to shine, things get brighter and brighter and brighter. And, you know, all you need to do is shine your light in your world where you are. It can feel like everything is darkness, but just keep shining your light. Just keep loving people. Just keep praying for that person that is driving you crazy. Just keep, you know, pouring blessing on that person who's driving you absolutely nuts. Just keep writing a little note and putting it in the pigeonhole of that person who has just treated you so bad for so long. Just keep buying a hamper of goodies and giving it to the person that moved in just next door or down the road. Just keep praying for your neighbour. Just keep ringing your mum. (laughs) Just keep being in relationship with people and shine your light. Invite people to church. Invite people to your connect group. If someone says they're having a bad day or they're having a bad week or something like that, Just say, hey, right now, can I pray for you? I believe that God is real and I want to pray for you. Is that okay? It's very rare for people to say no to prayer. So shine your light. Shine your light. Nikki told me a story even this week about a lady that she started cleaning for. And this lady had been sitting in her house lighting a candle next to her with a picture of her husband who died six years ago. And Nikki has gone into that place to start cleaning for her. And I just believe, Nikki, that God said, Father God said, you've been lighting that candle, babe, for long enough. I'm actually going to send some real light into your life right now, the light of Jesus that shines through you. You don't know what kind of darkness people are facing in their day and their week and their life. But I tell you what, Jesus has sent you into your workplace, into your circumstance, into your home to be the light of the world in that place. So shine, shine, shine. Let your light shine. You know, as we had the 21 days of prayer meetings, just recently, one of the first pictures I saw was of this place and it was like this beaming light was shining down into this place and people, I just saw people falling, 
falling, falling, falling in through the light, in through the light. And it was like they found themselves in here and they were like, I don't even know how I got into this place, but I found light and life in this place. And I felt, as I um, thought about this this week, I felt Jesus say to me that you are the light. We are that light. That's how they're going to get into this place. The light shining into this place is the light of Jesus through us and in us. That is the light that is shining. Someone else saw a picture of Penrith and they saw the streets of Penrith, but you couldn't even see the road because the light was so bright on it. You know what that light is? It's us. It's us walking the streets of Penrith. It's us walking into our workplace. It's us walking our communities and being the light so that people cannot even see the road, the darkness, because of the light that shines through our lives. So today, as the worship team come, you might be sitting here facing darkness of some kind. I want to challenge us today, church. Let's not be like those who didn't recognize Jesus. Let's not be like those who who wouldn't invite the light into the darkness. But today, I want to encourage every single one of us to open our hearts and to say, Jesus you can shine your light on my life. And not to come and go, well, God, this is what I think and this is what I need and I'm trying this and I'm trying that, but Jesus, shine your light. Let me hear your voice. Let me hear your word. What do you say? What are you speaking? Psalm 107 verse 10, it says, Some of us once sat in darkness, living in the dark shadows of death. We were prisoners to our pain chained to our regrets. Verse 14 says, His light broke through the darkness and He led us out in freedom from death's dark shadow and snapped every one of our chains. 